The best hour team is in the Escalade. We're driving back to the hotel. We just finished watching the 2023 CrossFit Games and our friend Jeff Adler won and we are super psyched to give you the original interview we did with Jeff and his fiance Caroline and you're going to want to stick around because in the coming weeks we have a great interview with Chris Hinshaw, Caroline had a cameo, awesome stuff, congrats, friends of the show, Jeff and Caroline. Bonjour à tous, mon nom c'est Jeffrey Adler, je suis avec uh, ma copine et coach Caroline Lambré. Uh, on vous souhaite la bienvenue sur le podcast Best Hour of the Day avec Jason Ackerman. Uh, on jase un petit peu des semis, on sort des semis en préparation pour les games. Alors j'espère que vous allez apprécier uh, le podcast. Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your host, Jason Fernandez. And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. Welcome back. The CrossFit Power Couple, Jeff Adler, Caroline Lambrey. You guys are the official power couple now. How does that feel? <laughs> Weren't we before? No, she. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, we no, aren't. no, no. I'm still gonna hand that to Shane and yeah, the, the, and we Tia. Aren't. Sorry, that's that's true. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say they're not, but you guys are fast approaching. You guys are, and you could truly both be at the same time. I kind of have to get. win five times <laughs> the match, so we got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of work to do, Jeff. I feel like. Since this past weekend, you've become a little bit of a meme. Do you agree with that? Uh, Friday or Saturday wasn't your best. You crushed it, as you just mentioned, here on Sunday. What was the difference? What did you tell yourself last night to today? I want to win. I won. Yeah, that famous quote, I've seen it a few times. Uh, yeah, it was like all over. It was, it was great. I loved it. I love it. What were, I mean... Well, were you thinking anything or do they just put the mic in front of your face and you're just like, I've just competed for three days. Like, I don't so, know what I'm about to a say. Bit, a little bit of all of that. But what I said was true is in a way, because it, it just came out weirdly because it was like, I just won and it's the first time I've won anything. And then live, I won anything live. So, but I truly like for the whole Sunday in my head, I, it was on repeat. I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. And then like, I knew what I had to do to win, but, and then when I said it, I was like, I, I want to win. That's what, that's what I was repeating myself for the whole day. So I, when he asked the question, that's what I answered. Cause that's <laughs> was on repeat for the whole day. And then after that, it's like, well, and, and I won, like, it was just like, it just came out weird, but whatever. I don't think many people will ever have that feeling of saying something like that to themselves and then actually realizing that. Yeah. I When, think that was what like startled me a little bit. Was it just like a feeling of like disbelief that it happened, a feeling of satisfaction, relief? I don't, I don't know. Cause like coming into that competition, I wanted to win. That's why like, I actually had that last year at semi. Um, I knew I was going against Pat. It was online, but I, like the goal was for me to win the semifinals. I wanted to win the semifinals. 
And I didn't, I got second last year. Uh, so this year coming in, I was like, well, now it's, it's like, it's live. I'm going against Pat again. Like I want to win. That was the goal. Um, and I think it's, for me, it's kind of a statement, like to be able to beat Pat in a live competition. So that's why, like for the whole day, like I knew I was training behind a few points and that Pat wouldn't make it easy for me to win. So that's why I was just repeating myself. Like I, I want to win, like, but then if you want to win, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go fast and try to win. Like I'm going to try, but so that's why like, was it, I'm happy I won, but I, I wasn't su that surprised. I'm actually more surprised that I won both events on Sunday. I think I'm more surprised of that than the overall win. Why, why do you say that? What are the chances that I win two events on the Sunday? Like it can't be more perfect than that. And that's what happened. Um, so yeah, I was very happy with that. So we're just, we're just two days out. How do you, how does your body feel 48 so, hours removed? Honestly, it was fine like a bit sore from the lunges, but not so much, not as much as I thought I would, honestly, like I thought the lunges would get my butt, my legs sore. And the next day I was like, well, it's not so bad. And I mean, on the Saturday, we didn't have that the biggest day we had the 30 muscle ups, the 25 burpees and the 15 snatches, which is a seven minute workout. And I mean, 30 muscle-ups is a big chunk, but it's not the biggest volume overall. And the lift, and the, I mean, for me, the lift, it, it won't make me sore. Like it's, it's, I don't know, it's different for everybody, but the lift, and I mean, I didn't go heavy enough that I had to really, really push it. So going into Sunday, like I was okay the workout that wrecked us the most, I think is the chipper, the event five. After that, I was, I was tired. <laughs> Just tired, but not, you don't wake up like feeling it the next day. Not as much. No, a little bit. I mean, yes. Like intensity was super high. And as, as, as soon as you put a lot of intensity in a workout, the workout will make you sore a little bit. And I, but I just thought it would be so much worse and it wasn't. So maybe that was also like, I thought it would be so worse that what I had was like, oh, well, this, this manageable. is fine. It's manageable. Yeah. Caroline, what can you program for him that would make him sore? Like if you're like, my only goal is to make him sore, but realistic, like not hours and hours, like CrossFit style workout, what would you put together for Jeff? Kipping pull-ups. Like standard kipping, like no butterfly allowed? Butterfly is not going to make you sore. Kipping pull up. Oh, it so depends. Up. If you go above 200, yes. yes. Well, that's what he said, but he's saying well, volume. So if I'm not going for volume, yeah. he can, I can just, he can handle a lot. So I can definitely like program a 45 minute AMRAP of just like insane amount of work. I don't think it's a specific movement that'll make me sore, but in the right setting yeah. will make me sore. For example, like, I don't know. You're going to do five by 15 GHDs, that's 75 reps, but you're going to do them really fast. Like yeah. you're going to sprint those GHDs. Yeah. I will be sore. Yeah. hundred percent. Sure. 
and I think it's the same thing with any like, movement. Like even if like you, light hang power cleans with like yeah. very minimal rest, like your traps are going to be sore because you're shrugging. It's a lightweight. Like there's things like that, that if you're trying to target specific muscles or specific adaptation, you just need to reduce the, the rest time, make sure they're going fast. And, right. but I'm not trying intensity. intensity, intensity, intensity make. Yeah. But honestly, I'm not sore often. It, it happens and it's fine. But I'm more tired than sore. I'll be like, let's say I, the, the worst for me is the long engine pieces. They'll make me like very tired and sluggish, but I won't get sore from it. So that's, I don't know. Everybody's different, I guess. No, it's interesting. So I, I was texting Caroline, you've now won Bitcoin and an NFT. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually don't have the bitcoins. I, we didn't I just sold it, it. Well, we didn't set it up in time. So if no. you didn't set it up like pre-competition, they just gave you everything. Oh, okay. They gave it to you in money though. You got money for it? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good news for you because Bitcoin's getting demolished right now. Um, but but what what is I saw you holding up kind of like a little case, if you will, but yeah. Oh, you have it there, but what, what did you get with the NFT? Well, right now, nothing. Cause it, it's not set up. I know that Alexi, he told me after the competition, he wanted to set it up with us so that we have, like, we have the NF, like, I don't know how it works, but that we have access to the NFT or whatever, but we do have the plaque, the little plaque, which is nice. And I'm happy that there's something physical. Cause if there would have been nothing physical, I would have been disappointed, uh, but we do have something. So it's, it's all good. It's, it's different. It's different for sure. Well, I know it's telling Caroline, I bet you there's a crazy CrossFit fan out there that will pay big money for your NFT right now. No, maybe in 10 15, <laughs> years. We'll see. You, do you know, is it on like open sea? Have you tried it? Have you researched this enough? No, not at all. Okay. Well, when you're ready, I got a guy that'll explain it to you because I've gotten a little bit into it, but the goal of NFTs is typically there's like utility involved. You have access to, you know, so maybe with this NFT, you'll have access to a future competition or whatever that looks like. But CrossFit fans, someone's willing to pay you $10,000 for that. I promise you there's a cross, there's a rich CrossFitter out there that <laughs> wants to own that first place NFT. So you know, you have, we're what about six weeks out from the games? Yeah. What's going on with the two of you? How do you guys, is this a high stress period on the relationship or is this a period of like, we can chill and then we get going again? Uh, I honestly think that the most stressful period is the one leading up to semis because that's where, so every time you get to a stage of the competition that, may end your season is always very stressful. There is no guarantee of me moving on to the next stage. And I'll never take that for granted. Um, so going to semis, which is the most important one, that's a stressful time. Am I fit enough? How fit are the others? How am I, how's my fitness going to uh, exactly. compare to others? Like who's like Nick Joya that won the first two events. I was like, Oh shit. Where is that coming from? First of all, second of all, I got third and fourth. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I've been training a full year and that's what I get. So it's like those kind of stressful things 
Uh, I think right now is like a, this next week is like, Oh, I qualified. I'm going to the games. No one can take that spot away from me. And like, we're going. And then once we get into training, we get serious and then we'll start stressing out like two weeks, a week or two weeks before the games. When you say we start stressing out, is that both of I, you or you're I stressing out? Already stressed. <laughs> are, you, are you stressed, Caroline? Not right now. Like he said, like after like the whole, the competition and everything was so stressful and like leading up to it. And, you know, you're always going to have doubts. And like he said, we don't take anything for granted. Like as fit as I think he, he is, you can't control certain things. So it's like, okay, we need to prove it on the floor. And once it's done great. So right now this, that stress has fallen and I'm just going to enjoy that. And then once I start programming and doing all of the lead up to the games, I'll probably start stressing again. Are, are there any concerns traveling this year? The U S just removed the, the PCR test for taking the plane. So you just have so to, you don't back. even have to do anything. You have to be vaccinated to go to the States. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Cause you said you were going to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going this way. Uh, it was never an issue to travel for Canadians. Honestly, like the only thing that was really more stressful was the test that you had to take whatever, how because many hours here. before the flight. But other than that, what wearing a mask in the plane, well, that's, I'll do it. I'm fine with that. Like, it doesn't matter. So and you don't have to do that anymore. Even it's not everywhere. Yeah. We're not sure who, if it's the airplanes, yeah. I'll still countries, I'll what? still carry it, carries some with me just in case I might even wear it just to be cautious myself. Like I don't want to get sick before the games. Like that'd be stupid. So, Are you, so when you go into the States tomorrow, is that until the games or is that just for seven days, just for fun, just no training this week. I will be training uh, lightly. Uh, I don't. I don't know. She's she's gonna decide for me, I guess. So if I would you, go back, I would go back into training, but I think it's not the right thing to do. Well, that's what I was gonna say. If you finish the game, the Atlas Games. You win. It's Sunday night, and if Caroline's like, "Hey, tomorrow we're back at it," you're like, "Okay," or is there any time where because you're in a relationship there's pushback on training no never no caroline do you agree with that statement yes you know, okay particular workouts or like sometimes like especially leading up to the to the atlas he was like more question like oh is this too much volume or not enough or i want to do a little bit more of this and that's just like personal preference of, I want to feel weights. I want to back squat because I want to feel some heavy weights. So I want to do this because I want to make sure like until, and the programming came out later a little bit for Atlas than everybody else. So it was like, well, we still don't know what's happening. So we needed to make sure that certain things were still like happening and to see how he was feeling. But that's the nitty gritty. Like if, if I would have said, okay, we're training today, he would have been like, oh, okay. But also like, it's a competition. I don't know how his body's going to feel. So it's not like he's coming out of Atlas and I have a whole sheet of workouts and things like that. Cause I don't know how it's going to go, how his body's going to react, like physically, neurologically, like all these things. So kind of playing it by ear a little bit, you still need to decompress after a competition. Like it is still a high, 
high stress, like we think of the body, but just for the CNS, like it's, it's, it's stressful and it's also a lot of demand on your brain. So it's like, okay, let's give it a little bit of, of time and, uh, and then ramp, ramp back up. You're finally getting some love out there too, though. I saw an article, yeah. you know, one of two female coaches, right? Is, yeah. is, is that feel good after all these years? You've been really hard at work, kind of quietly hustling. Jeff been crushing it, and now a little bit of light shine there. How does that make you feel? It's nice. I don't. I mean, it's not something. It's not something that I think should have to be mentioned. But at the same time, like I'm competitive. That's what I was kind of saying in the article. Like I'm competitive too. Like he's competing for the podium. Like the accolades are going to transfer over type of thing. So yes, for me, it's, it's a goal. I want him to do well. I want him to podium. And I like, I know what Michelle has accomplished. I know what Pat has accomplished. I know what other coaches have accomplished. Like I'm also competing with Shane because now he is one five. Like, it's not just like, Oh, I'm competing Michelle because she's a female coach. Like, let's say we got to the fifth year. I'm saying we're going for six because I want to beat Shane. Like, I, I know Tia's most likely, knock on one, Tia's winning this year, so it's six. Now we need to go for seven. But, like, I'm also going to want to compete and do the best that I can as a coach, whether that's with Jeff or potentially another athlete down the road. Eventually. Not going to be me. <laughs> He's like, seven? What? Nope. That's new information. That's not happening. <laughs> Are, are you willing to take on? I don't, think, I don't think I can. I'm too old now. How old are you now? I'm 28. <laughs> so, seven would bring me to 35. I, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, hearing someone say they're old at 28 is yeah. amusing. Well, I think, but all I'm athletes getting, are old in their 20s, technically. So yeah. like, to the old, like the oldest, like I'm between like the old and the youngs. But nowadays, like the top, the top guys are 23, 22 to 24. I'm already 28. I haven't won the games yet. Like we're going to have to make it work in the next two years, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you're right. The, the people are peaking earlier. If you guys could now take what you know and go back to the beginning, what would you do differently? Everything. <laughs> what, what, really? What, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, you learn through years and you learn through training you learn through coaching you you learn through mistakes and the less mistakes you make the better like the maybe so you can get there maybe i could have gotten to the games a year early or maybe i could have been top five more than once or like who knows like it's it's impossible to say oh it would have been this or it would have been that but i i, I think that what we know now if we would have applied three years ago I would have had a different, different for path you. for sure. Caroline, can you pinpoint any specific areas that you would have done something differently in his training? I think weightlifting and swimming. Cause he's More. strong. Yeah. For the weightlifting, but just having like a specific and like not coaching by me. Cause I've coached everything basically. Uh, which, you know, thank you, Bergner. He's given me some great insight, but like, I'm not an Olympic weightlifting coach. So I've done the best that I can and he looks decent, but what if he would have started off differently? Um, and then I think swimming would have like just earlier, 
Um, cause especially like at the games, you, if, if you're trying to make it to that point, then let's prepare for that point. And I think that we were preparing for the next stage, but not particularly for the games and the games are a completely different beast. And that's where like shifting the programming a little bit to make sure that once we got there, we were already ready. So being a little bit more proactive as opposed to like, okay, now we, we know we can clear that hurdle. Now let's attack the next one. It's like, no, I need to plan for the last hurdle and making sure I'm jumping all the other ones at the same time. And, and do you have the plan in place leading up to this year's games? Well, we'd like I, after the games last year, I already had the games for this year. And we already started like, yeah. And, and is there any concern knowing the leadership has changed and the programming has changed ownership to Boz on what you'll be doing? Are you under the assumption it's business as usual in Madison? No, it's not going to be business as usual, but I think it's going to be better. Well, what do you mean by that? So just no, no lakes. Just that's one thing. That's Hopefully, because of the E. coli situation, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. get everybody to the games and try to not get them sick on the first day and see what happens. Um, <laughs> and, and I think like cuts, like minimal cuts last year was just okay. But this year, like just maybe one cut, maybe zero, yeah. like give everybody an, an equal and fair chance through the whole weekend. And then for programming, I mean, Boz was there with, with Castro before he knew the workouts before, like they, they've been programming together for so many years. I don't think we're going to see that much of a change. We will see a diff, like the pattern people, the that, style pro- is people be that program is always like, you can see like, if you see a mayhem workout, you know, it's a mayhem workout, but it, I, I don't think it's going to be that different, but we'll see. I'm excited. It should be fun. You, you guys have your affiliate, but as an athlete, does anything going on from HQ influence or affect you guys, you know, for an affiliate level, it's very different, but then when it comes to competing, Does it matter or is it just like, I don't care, I'm here training? Hey guys, Fern here, best hour. Real quick, if you wanna build a fantastic affiliate like Cal Harbor, if you wanna have the affiliate of your dreams, you have to learn how to build a really great team. What's one of the biggest improvements that you've seen over the past year? At the box, dedication of my coaches, invested. Caring to make themselves just better at what they do. I see the coaches just invested in themselves. It's hard. You got to put systems in place. It's one of affiliate owners' biggest struggles. If that's something you're struggling with, reach out. We can help you guys. This can and should be fun. CrossFit's amazing. You can make it amazing for you and your team. I really don't care. (laughs) I mean... I'm, I'm still managing the gym. So like, for example, I, I don't, yeah, that, <laughs> um, he's got example, NFT money. He's got NFT money. Yeah, Caroline. He doesn't need to. <laughs> um, for example, and that's the thing, like, because he's actually like quarterfinals is for the top 10%. Great. But having the coaches or the athletes who make it to quarters versus him making it to quarters is, is a different type of digestion of, of coordinating of, of planning. planning. And so quarterfinals, making it 
Thursday, 12 p.m. Pacific time to Friday, like the cuts that you need to put in the scores. I have classes. Like there's not that many people doing quarters. Like you're adding a layer and then I need to plan him in, in between classes because most of the affiliate is not necessarily doing it or wants to do it or whatever. And that like, yes, it does impact the affiliate and it impacts the affiliates who are, who want to participate, who are doing this season as far as they can go along. Um, so there's things like that, that yes, like I think there could be a little bit more, uh, it could be done differently. When you do the quarters, you do them at the box. Yeah. And so do you manipulate the schedule at all to accommodate that? Not this year. I don't think we had to this year. So um, I tried to do the workouts bef- like in between classes as yeah. much as I could. But the gym is growing. So next year, if I need to add classes, now what? Because it's 12 Pacific, which was three for us in our first class. Well, we were lucky on, on Thursday, the first class was at five. But by next year, I know we're going to have a class at potentially four. So now I only have... 45 minutes because he needs to warm up. We need to film. We need to do this. We need to do that. And then like, he's not training at 6am, which is great. I have a 6am class, but like, same thing. If the class runs until nine, then that's still, and we have a lunchtime class. And I, I, I don't, I understand why the cut lines are there, but at the same time, I don't think it's beneficial for the athletes who have a job like for him. It's, I mean, we can squeeze them in and figure something out. But for people that have jobs, I still have like a regular class schedule and all these things. Like it, it's, it's a little bit of uh, logistics. A lot, a lot to manage. Yeah. It's not impossible. I don't want it to sound like I'm complaining, but it's just, is this like for them, <laughs> they're doing the five workouts in 24 hours anyway. So I don't see what the cut lines are for. And for everybody else or just, I feel adding a level of stress and, and planning that doesn't necessarily need to be there if you're just doing it for fun. Make sure you video yourself. Make sure you read everything. Make sure you're doing stuff properly. And then we're good. Speaking of the affiliate, Canada got hit very hard. Is your affiliate doing well? You said you're going to add some classes. Things are coming back. Oh, yeah. We reopened because we were closed a little bit before Christmas uh, in Quebec because every province decides uh, all the COVID rules. And we reopened February 10th or 12th. So we were closed for... Almost two months. And people are coming back. You've seen a big influx in, in membership. People came back quicker because we, we weren't shut down as long. Like the first one was about three months. The second one was six months. That took Because now you're breaking people's patterns and just like routines, mm-hmm. right? It's hard, to, it's hard to get back on. The, and that's what we do. We get people consistent and into routines. So that one was hard. The third one wasn't as hard. Like people were just like, okay, we're over it. Like I want to get back into the gym. It's good. And, uh, and every time, you know, people are more aware of, of their health and their fitness and the importance of moving. So, um, things are going well. I see you're wearing a whoop Caroline. Are you Jeff? Whose strain is higher on competition? <laughs> <days>? <laughs> is I, it I, true? Really? I get like a 14 point strain coaching. Like I get excited. Like I've, this is probably going to give me like an activity because I'm talking and I'm excited. I don't know. There's something. We should talk about your fitness, Caroline. What's going on there? You're talking, you're getting a high strain. What, what's your, what's. Yeah. How high does yours get on competition day, Jeff? I don't know. I haven't watched my whoop in two months. 
So the, the, the follow-up question is that why are you wearing it then? Oh, because Caroline looks at it? Let me explain. I work out seven hours a day. I die a little bit every time. And I get a 14 strain at the end of the day. And then she goes and coaches two I walk hours. To the gym. She walks to the gym and she finishes the day with 18 plus strain. I'm like, what the heck? Like, and it pisses me off because I'm I'm competitive. I want I want to win. <laughs> I, and I think I'm, lower is winning. Yeah, but yes, but counterintuitive. Still- like I the number is smaller, so I'm losing. You would not do well at golf, Jeff. You would do really well, bad at golf. It, piss, it just pisses me off. So I just, at some point I'm like, well, I am not watching it anymore. I still wear it, so that I have the data. We have the data on I, the sleep and like recovery and this and that. And, but then he, you know, I, programming. So and- even this weekend, like I know I had one red this weekend because they I had gave a no- you a notification. They gave me a like, notification like recover from your red recovery. Oh, thanks. Yeah, nice. But I don't want to know. Like I just don't want to know. It's a, it's a double-edged sword because you don't want it to be dictating what you're doing. Like, are you actually feeling bad or you're like whoop is in the red, but you're, you know, you can still go train and things like that. Like for me, the whoop is more about if you're trying to implement changes, for example, you know, what time are you eating your last meal? Track that for a week, two weeks, a month and see if it makes a difference in your recovery and your sleep. But the actual score of am I in the green, the yellow, the red, you don't want to let that dictate Unless you're like, oh yeah, I'm in the red and I never listened to it. And then like that streak is on for like days on end. Okay. Maybe you need to change something. But for someone like him, who's already on a very tight schedule, super consistent. Yeah. You're going to hit a red because yeah, you had a really hard training day. So you're, you're going to dip, but do I really need to adapt your training? And we've been wearing it for a while. And it's like, well, you have the red because you had a big day, but I don't need to adjust so much unless he's actually telling me like, okay, I feel tired. I feel this, or I'm a little bit more sore. Okay. We'll adjust, but I'm not, it's not whoop. It's him. It's his insight. Not the watch telling like the whoop telling us like you're in the red, but it's just another metric, another data point that you're using. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So as you've, you know, this is big news. You're going to make the games again, but coming off of a win relationship, Communication. You know, I've been talking a lot with box owners, with with coaches about coaching their significant other. Clearly, you guys are doing something right. So what are some of the things you are doing right to not only be improving from an athletic perspective, but also your relationship? You go. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, communication is definitely key. Um, we're both very direct with each other. We're both, you don't, uh, get frazzled or anything. Um, and then I think trust and what, you know, the experience over the years, like what we're doing is working. So, you know, I didn't, he, he wasn't as bought in five years ago. Like that's the other thing too. Like it's something that you build over time. And let's say for me as a coach, if I had his level of cooperation five years ago, and I don't know if that's something that you've noticed, um, that wasn't the case, but that was okay. Cause he need like, I also recognize that if we're going to have that, that coaching athlete relationship, that trust is going to build over time. And I need to give him the time to learn to trust me. It's frustrating because I want it now, but 
want and expectation are two different things. Like I can't expect it to happen overnight. And I think that's something that we have built over time. And obviously like the more success he sees, the more trust I'm going to get. So it's like, we need to find those areas where I can make him shine and make sure that he, you know, we keep going towards that goal and then communication, like making sure. So that's another, another thing too, that I learned, I think, especially in the last two years, the goals that I had or the landmarks that I had I, in terms of how I was viewing his progress and how I was measuring his success and making sure that we were hitting certain PRs or certain things were not landmarks that were important to him or that were validating that his fitness was improving. And that's something that I wish I would have known at the beginning because yes, I would have programmed differently. The questions like how he would have organized things would have been different. Um, and I think listening and understanding more what he wants and what he needs in order to feel and execute the way he wants to is something that, you know, we needed to build all of that in order to get there. So so winning the Atlas games gives you more trust now, Jeff. I program programming. What maybe? Yes. Like <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is but yes or no question. It's, it's not what it's not what it's going to winning Atlas gives me now. Now I know what I truly can do and like how I think has now changed and we'll see if that works at the games because mm-hmm. like semis, rogues, there's six, seven event, three day competitions. The games is totally different. The the pressure is not the same. The the the, the levels. The, like, the, now the, you're... Yeah, the field is much much deeper at the games. Like it's the top fives of everywhere. So it's it's harder. It is harder, but hopefully, like how I felt how I was able to compose, like do the workout, perform, and how I was thinking through, if I can do that at the games, who knows what's going to happen. It's a big game changer on that, on that side of my, my performance, my athletic performance programming wise. I think it, it gives us an idea of, what we were doing, is it good? What should we be doing more? What we should do, be doing less? And just, and every time we do that, we get even more specific and even more precise. And the more precise we can get, then I think, I think what, once we get there and it's, it, what we need to work is so precise. And if you work on it real, really good, then the performance that comes with it's, it's even greater. Like, it's weird. It's like, it's small things, but they 100%. make, but they, it's such an improvement. Like it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Now I think this past year, this past year and a half to two years max is like where the fun really starts. Cause like doing a bunch of training to qualify for, for let's say quarters, semis or sanctionals or regionals. It's one thing, but trying to like get to the top of the games is is very different training. It's very different. We've learned so much by trying to get there. So it's, that's, what's fun. I think. What, what do you two do for fun outside of CrossFit? I was going to say CrossFit right now. Not (laughs) not much. much. We're very simple people. Uh, 
just going grab going to grab a coffee at a local coffee shop is something that we like to do. Sometimes I don't like to walk sometimes, but I I, mean, I like to walk. We just <laughs> take walks around. Why do you not do you not like to walk because you're afraid it's gonna impact your training? No, it's just hard. Walking is hard. It sucks. Like it when 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 walking has no goal, it's just like why? Like I don't know. It's not relaxing. It's not an activity he enjoys. It's I, an activity uh, joy. But I love. I just head out and go for like two hour walks all the time. Okay, I get you. Um, you, you don't. You you. That's how you get on a high strain. You go for a walk. Yeah, that'll, that'll shoot your. That's how you win the strain competition, right there, Jeff. You gotta walk more. Like after a training day, going for a two-hour walk is like very painful. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could I see that. But, but you, you, so those are those are the other things. Like, because we, I don't know, people want to know about the relationship. And like, le- legitimately, like ninety-eight percent of it is CrossFit. Like, we eat, sleep, and drink CrossFit. Like, that's all it is. But the 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 other two percent, like, he comes and walks with me now, because like he knows that that's important and like, okay, let's go grab a coffee. Like at least we have a destination. We have a purpose like that. I'll give him a purpose. He'll come and walk with me. It'll only be half an hour. Like we figured those little things out. Um, it was also different, like Montreal setting versus when we were at his parents in Florida, like we're not doing jet ski in the St. Lawrence river. Like, no, we could, but we're not. So it's just like the activities and what we can do here is a little bit different. We just, I need to take advantage of, of this city and going outside the city and doing a little bit more. Cause like, yeah, we can, we can get stuck in a routine and it can become boring and then you get not spiteful, but just like, yeah. No, but so we've, yeah. we've, we've tried to make sure that we're still doing the little things to make each other happy and make ourselves happy. So are you concerned Jeff retires from CrossFit and you're like, we've got nothing in common. What are we going to do for the next 50 years of our lives? What, what happened? I don't like walking. Uh, you, like, <laughs> you know, what oh, are we going to do? Less, I'll maybe start enjoying it. And I'll, <laughs> at that point, I'll be a little bit older. My knees will be broken and I like walking will be like my activity of the day. But I, I, I don't know. I've, I, I haven't been thinking of post competition life yet. Cause I think if I start, thinking about it, it's because it's coming. Um, I want to give myself the best chance possible to get as far in the sport. And once we get to that decision, then I'll, I'll figure out something we want to do. I mean, we have the affiliate. Do we want to open a second one? Do we want to open something? I think we both like that business part, like to start something new. Coffee shop. I don't know. We'll see. Like it could be, it could be anything. We can do whatever we want. So like who knows what's going to come up in like 20 years, right? That's what's true. the next, next TikTok, something, whatever, the new technology, the new, new needs, new services. Like I don't plan that far in the future in that sense, because like what's, how is life going to be in 30 years? I know I want to live to a hundred, so he needs to tag along. So I'll definitely make sure that we're both healthy and yeah that stresses him out yeah but in terms of in terms of project and stuff like we make each other happy like that's all i don't I, crossfit or no crossfit like i don't i don't think that that is that's where we spend the most time i guess like the most of our energy right now because those are our goals and that's how our life is aligning but that's not why we're together sounds like 
every other couple on the planet. We all have separate goals. We got goals together. You guys are doing it well. This is the year. This is the year we see Jeff on top of the podium at the CrossFit Games. Uh, you don't want to jinx it. No. <laughs> you don't want to jinx it? Is that a thing? All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I mean, the goal you are having for every athlete is to do the best that they can and to be on the podium, to win. Like, I don't, I don't, I think that's legitimate for athletes to say that also to recognize, like, do you actually have the fitness? Would you like, we're, they're still dependent on the programming, you know, like there's still those variables. And now, yes, like it's, it, it, there's going to be a change because it's not the same person. Um, so, you know, will we make it? Is it, is it our goal? Yes. I think we can say that because that's everyone's goal. We've made it to the games. Now the next thing is to, you know, be as high up on the leaderboard as we can. Love it. I love it. Well, you've, you're on your way. You're on your way. You've done, this is about as good a start to the season as we can hope for, right? You're first yeah. place at the Atlas games, heading to, heading to Madison in about six weeks. And uh, I look forward to seeing you both there. And if you need any NFT or Bitcoin help, you can <laughs> got Thank you. You. I got you. You are, you are very welcome. And uh, again, it's really awesome to see you guys have such great success. When I see you guys do well, it just gets me happy and excited. And uh, I'm, I'm really proud and excited to see what happens this year. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you and your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.